Welcome back to Meet the Professors. The next case was presented by Dr. Howard Abel to Drs. Edelman and Sosinski. This is a 65-year-old lady. She'd smoked one and a half packs daily for 40 years and had stopped smoking four years prior to this episode. She had an abnormality on a surveillance chest x-ray. This was followed by a CT scan, CT-guided biopsy, and a PET scan. The biopsy was non-diagnostic. There was no uptake on the PET scan. Thoracotomy and left upper lobectomy were accomplished. The tissue corresponds to a well-differentiated bronchoalveolar carcinoma with a maximum dimension of 1.5 centimeters. Surgical margins are uninvolved. Vascular invasion is absent. Five peribronchial lymph nodes are negative for tumor. And small microscopic foci of bronchoalveolar cancer are identified in the lobectomy specimen. So she is T4 stage 3B. She came to you for an opinion, Mark. What would you say about adjuvant therapy? Okay. So she's 3B based upon her current staging because she has other satellite nodules. T4, yes. But these were not appreciated on the CT scan. Correct. And on the initial CT scan, there's no evidence of any nodules in other lobes or the contralateral lung. Correct. So, so she's there. Well, I think she has multifocal BAC disease. In strict technicality, this patient probably would have been excluded from the adjuvant trials because she would have been classified as a 3B, and I'm not sure that that would have fit in any of the categories. Now, we're having a change in our staging system, and I know that we're going to think differently about these patients who have so-called satellite nodules within the same lobe. We now call them T4, and that puts them into 3B, but I don't think anyone believes that they necessarily really behave like a more traditional 3B patient. Regarding, I think what happened was the right thing to do. I'm hearing the story unfold and the PET negativity and those sorts of things. I didn't get a description of the lesion of what it looked like on CT, but it might have been one of these ground glass appearance sorts of lesions, perhaps had some solid portions to it and stuff like that. And we know that BAC is often a multifocal disease. I think she's at high risk over the next several years of having nodules crop up in other lobes at this point, given the fact that her primary lesion was 1.5 and given the fact that the natural history of this disease is sometimes very indolent and plays out over a long period of time. And the uncertainty of the value of chemotherapy in this particular population, I probably would not do anything at this point and just kind of follow her closely, realizing that she is at risk of having other nodules kind of pop up over the next several years. And then I think the decision becomes, you know, how aggressive are you at going after these other nodules? And I think that that's a very, very difficult decision. We just had a case like this at our place. Five years ago, this would have been my patient. And this patient actually refused surgery and just recently revisited us after five years. And his BAC had become a completely consolidated lobar BAC, but he had not developed any lesions in any other lobes or anything. And in fact, as we speak today, he may be in the operating room getting a left or right lower lobe lobectomy. What do we know about adjuvant therapy for BAC? Well, you know, I think in the adjuvant trials, when they report the histology, there are very few cases of BAC. Historically, we've thought BAC is not necessarily as responsive to chemotherapy. I also think we have to be careful what we're calling BAC. Now, 
is this the classic lipidic alveolar growth pattern, the well-differentiated stuff? It's not an adenocarcinoma that has some BAC component to it. This, this is, is the real classic. Thing, yeah. yeah. So this is about 1% of all lung cancer. And therefore, I really don't think we know much about the adjuvant effect of traditional chemotherapy in this population of patients. And I also think that this is not necessarily... When we say that EGFR TKIs work particularly well in BAC, it's not necessarily the classic BAC like this patient. It is really those patients who have adeno with a substantial component of BAC, which is different than what we're talking about here. So given all the unknowns, and given the fact that she's 1.5 centimeters, you have other foci that are microscopic, she likely has them in other lobes, I probably would sit and wait at this point. I don't know how Marty feels, but we'll let him chime in and see if he has any other thoughts. I completely agree. I mean, I think that this patient may very well have other disease, but it's going to be quite indolent. We know zero really about treating her with cytotoxics. We do know actually that this is probably a patient in whom TKIs don't work very well. It's not the pure BACs that they work in. It's the adenos with BAC features. And like Mark said, this whole issue of satellite nodules is being readdressed. I mean, the whole issue of the staging system was not handed down on Mount Sinai. It's been revised at least three times since I was a fellow, and it's really going to be revised again, and for the first time with really robust data, international data, tens of thousands of cases treated with substantial medonc and radiation oncology input as opposed to a surgically driven staging system. And I think that's going to be important. And I would leave this lady alone at this point. She will need follow-up. And, you know, it would not surprise me if she pops up with something two or three years from now. And at that time, hopefully some of our technology with things like SBRT may be better. And this may be a candidate for the patient that you want to just do that sort of treatment. I think it's important to note that her PET was negative, and this is the group in which one does have false negative PET scanning, and to realize again that that test is not perfect. So, like I said, I agree completely with Mark's therapeutic approach, and some people are best left alone. 